Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Computer Weekly Downtime Upload Podcast. I'm Cliff Saron and I'm here today with Stuart Buchanan at the Gartner Symposium in Barcelona. Uh, Stuart, uh, thank you very much for taking part in today's podcast. Um, I was at the Gartner um, keynote session this morning and I wanted to start by asking you, not about the economy because we know where that is at the moment or do we, but what are you seeing from Gartner's clients, particularly the sort of the IT leaders? Are they, are they being asked to reduce costs? Absolutely, yes, some are. Um, I think everyone sees inflation as a potential cost cut, as it can stretch budgets. Mm. Um, so yeah, we are seeing a lot of clients asking us for more detailed financial advice um, on how best to manage their spending and prioritize it to get the best possible value. Yeah. from that spending. Okay. How do you tackle this, um, especially when you need to invest in digitization? I think that was one of the f- takeaways from today's keynote. And Gartner was talking about, or has been talking about this idea of a force multiplier. Uh, <laughs> you'll probably explain it better than me, but it seems that if you invest in IT, you get That's twofold, threefold or whatever um, increase. and. Uh, and uh, how do, I mean, yeah. So the question is, I mean, how do you how do you tackle this? How do you get more money to invest in IT? Well, um, you don't necessarily get given more money to invest in IT. Mm. <laughs> so you actually have to look at all the money that flows around your organisation mm. and identify how better to invest it and spend it. Uh, it's not just about keeping the lights on anymore. Yeah, some yeah. of the lights need to be turned out because they're no longer shining as brightly. Mm. Um, And sometimes you just need to change the light bulb and address technology debt. So in all of these different ways, we're helping a lot of our clients redefine what their priorities are. Mm. And we call it strategic cost optimization. Now, where do you start? A good place to start is often with a benchmark. Looking at where your IT spending is right now, we have an IT budget tool. Mm. Our IT budget tool enables to see where you rank against your peer group in terms of spending. So you pick an industry, pick a region or a size in terms of revenue. Yes. And then you can do quite a simple comparison of how much you're spending compared to your peers. And obviously, if you're spending too much or too little in a particular area, that's highlighted immediately. Maybe there's a very good reason why your strategy is to spend more in that area. Mm. So it doesn't automatically mean that the average is bad. In fact, if you want average productivity, a good way of achieving it is actually below average IT spending. Below <laughs> average IT spending. Yeah, or average IT spending. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we, we see a lot a big relationship between the two and your productivity. Mm. Now, at the moment, a lot of our clients have wage bills that they can't spend because they can't recruit enough people with the talents they need. Mm. And that's obviously an opportunity to move some of that money into automation of all the jobs that people don't really want to do and shouldn't have to do, all the simple, dangerous, dirty, drudgery jobs that can be automated to free up people 
to do more interesting, more challenging, and more valuable things for their organisation. Okay, sorry, I just want to go back to, before I forget, because um, sure. it was a great quote actually, the idea of, you know, some of those lights aren't shining as bright and, you know, your job isn't sort of really about always keeping the lights on, it's some of those lights need to be switched off. Mm. And, um, you know, I guess it's an ongoing issue in IT is that at some point everything becomes legacy. Mm. I've been doing this for far too long, I say it in every podcast actually, that yeah. the stuff that was a few years old is a few years old, it's now been replaced by something else in the industry, but for you in the organisation it's something that you now have to run and maintain, potentially. If that was your choice initially, yes, um, you know, th there has been a very bad habit to buy things and capitalise them over a very long period, mm. which sets the expectation that you won't have to reinvest for a very long time. Yes. Now, of course, it's quite easy to switch those things out and buy a ready-made service, mm. um, which you can start consuming immediately without major capital expenditure. But of course, the problem there is you're shifting a lot of money away from capital and a lot of CIOs I speak with are struggling to spend all of the capital that's available to them because they choose not to. But at the same time, they're not getting enough money to cover their operating costs mm. because they're transferring some money from capital into operating cost. And if your finance team insists on treating uh, capital and operating expenditure, capex and opex as they're often mm. called, hate the slang terms, but there we go. Um, but it, it, if, if people are going to treat capex and opex as foreign currencies, mm. then you need to establish a conversion rate, an exchange rate between those two mythical currencies. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's all just cash flow, and it's about how you manage your cash flow. And the big challenge, I think, for a lot of organizations right now is that the innovation in technology doesn't have easily quantifiable returns because you've never done it before. Mm. If you're innovating, it, literally, it means you've not done it before. Yes, yeah. And one of the biggest problems is how do you figure out what is worth spending money on? So instead, instead of a big capital investment, we see a lot of our clients breaking things down using agile funding approaches mm. and actually doing a, a small proof of concept for a relatively low amount of money just yes. to see if there's an opportunity. Mm. And if that opportunity works out, then you have another round of funding. Yes. And you get to a minimum viable product maybe. You, you develop that product further if it's working out. So it's always being confirmed by the results because the problem in IT is quite often the myth of benefits realization. You do a project, yeah. you finish the project, and then you realize all the benefits. But where are they? They're not on your balance sheet yeah. yet until the product has gone into operation. I was at a session earlier, and it's a term that, you know, it's, it's used now a lot, that we have moved away from projects. Yes. And these things are, this is how IT runs. Everything becomes operational. Cloud, it's, it's an operational expense, um, but, you know, people used to buy service associated with projects, and now they buy a SaaS service. Yes, in, in fact, I was uh, you know, working with a, a, a group of, uh, of clients earlier today, and we were talking about how you're really looking at 19th century accounting principles mm. being applied through mid-20th century 
accounting and financial processes. Yes. And we're now in the 21st century in an internet economy, and the three things do not work very well together. So absolutely, you have to get away from thinking about capex and capital projects as the only way of achieving change in your organization. Mm. And instead of running up a big bill that you end up having to pay back in terms of capital depreciation, accessing services that you can use without major commitment. And if those services no longer suit your organization, then you have the option to change. Yes. So that's the, the, the more modern financial model that we see a lot more of our innovative clients adopting. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I just I wanted to ask you actually, um, looking back at you know, 2008, banking crisis, and um, you know, there was a shift to IT being seen as, well, things that are not essential to the business <laughs> shouldn't be in the business, right? And one of those was a lot of the IT functions were outsourced and we have seen a shift back. Now, you know, we're going through some tough economic times at the moment. There is going to be a question over how much remains in-house, how much should be offloaded and why you should, you should be doing that or why you shouldn't be doing that. And I wonder if there's, you've got any advice to our listeners on what they should be thinking about. I mean, what were the lessons learned from the previous downturn? What, 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 what are the takeaways? What are the things that we, we, we definitely shouldn't do again? Absolutely. Well, I think thinking that cost-cutting is going to get you through this current economic period of difficulty mm. and you know, the triple squeeze, as we call it, you know, the three challenges of inflation and, and skill shortages and, and, and supply disruption. Um, you know, you, your, your IT budget isn't big enough to insulate your organization against inflation. <laughs> Even if you handed out clipboards, you know, instead of laptops and get, went back to using pen and paper, mm. you know, it would cost your organization a huge amount of money and you'd fall way behind your competition. So, you know, realizing that's not an option and cost cutting is, you know, you might as well turn the lights out and send everybody home if, mm. if that is your direction. You need to have a clear strategy about how you're going to move forward and be able to cover your costs. And if you can't raise more money on the stock exchange, you know, the Spotify model that mm. you know, often gets raised these days, you know, how do you run a company for over 10 years without making a profit? Well, it's called Spotify. Yeah. Yes. Um, but not everyone has that luxury. In, in traditional organizations, your investors expect to see a return on their money in, in, in different terms than, than just growth of market share. So if you can't encourage investors to give you lots of money, to invest in your capital projects, then clearly product management and a much more refined way of looking at your revenue streams is needed. And helping our clients look at those revenue streams and improve them doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be able to earn a lot of revenue. In, in a down market, particularly if you have a consumer-focused business, consumer spending could fall. You know, the markets could well shrink. But the more digitally you are, the better your customer experience, the more market share you can win from your competitors in a difficult period. And you know, the, the rules have changed, the goals have changed, the profit motive you know, is being modified now with ESG as well. You've probably heard 
lot about that on some of the presentations. Mm. So it's about sustainable economic growth, um, affordable economic growth. And it's a very fine line to navigate. Um, but that's exactly how we're helping our clients, is just to move away from the traditional boom and bust, yeah, <laughs> throw money at a problem or, or mm. cut like an idiot, you know, neither of these extremes are really working that well for many organizations. So it's about calm, steady, considered, well thought out, very scientifically measured investments, delivering a tangible return. And that's really what the product model is all about. And you hear a lot about it these days, probably mm. far too much. But what people don't realize is that it isn't all about IT budget anymore. A lot of the money that CIOs are spending is now being contributed by the business. The business unit needs to do something. The CIO doesn't have budget for it because the CIO usually has to budget a year or more in advance. Yes, yeah. okay. Now, that doesn't mean you can't do it. The business leaders will often give you the money if they believe enough in your initiative and by giving you the money, they will help pay for those results, which then give them the confidence to continue spending mm -hmm. and investing. Um, yeah, you've heard of fusion teams, a mixture of business yes. and technology. Well, I'm kind of toying with the, the, the term fusion funding. Mm, good idea. Where you combine business mm. and technology teams and funds in one product stream and those product streams are starting to be more and more successful for clients who adopt these practices. So the old us and them of IT in the business is, is gradually disappearing. Um, and yes, one of the bad things we saw during the last downturn was a lot of CIOs saying, well, that's not IT, that should be in your business budget. Mm. And now we're starting to see those kind of practices hopefully going away in the majority of clients. Still some diehards are still stuck back in the 20th century. But overall, most clients are able to move money around in their organization to where it's needed and to where it gets results. Okay, well, Stuart, let's just hope that the um, business people turn back to the CIO when it is time to spend money and not build their own internal IT organization because they perceive the IT function as a bit slow and a bit outdated. But anyway, I know you're a super busy man, and thank you ever so much for taking the time to uh, join me today. Thank you very much, and thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.